Hey, all, something come up in a lesson today all about trying to get genuine performance into your um, into your playing because one of my students like was mis misapprehending actually a particular song, Come Together. And we're talking a little bit about the true meaning of the song, Come Together, as far as I understand it, but also why that's so important to you as a drummer, like trying to like get deep into the song so that your performances don't come across creepy and awkward, but they're real, you know, the real thing. Like how can you do that? How can you make sure that when you perform, you come across authentic, that your songs come across with real energy, real performance, and you don't sound like awkward or weird or, you know, and you don't have to force it and move in awkward ways and strange ways. So if you've ever struggled with that and you'd like to find a new depth of connection to your music and your songs that you play, then this particular podcast is for you. Okay, so this particular episode, we're going to be looking at authenticity in performance. <clears throat> and um, I was talking with one of my students because he was really kind of like doing, he was practicing playing uh, Come Together doing a performance for me. And I was like, you know, I want to help you to get a more authentic performance here and start really giving this some energy. And he didn't really know what the song was about. It was a bit mysterious to him. He didn't know really what to do. He was just kind of like playing the song. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people have been there before. And the problem with that is there's two possible scenarios that are going to occur if you try to, you know, quote unquote, perform. You're either going to be the guy that gives a fake movement, right? And you can't flicking your hair around. You start moving really cool, trying to be like the part or whatever. And it just comes across incongruent and really awkward, right? No one wants to be at that gig. Um, you know, it just makes your skin crawl. It's just creepy when someone starts pretending to be something that they're not on stage in a gig or pretending to feel something they aren't, it's obvious that incongruency comes through. So the other option is to completely avoid it altogether and just stand there and just not move and, you know, not have any feelings and look like you're trying to work a kiosk or something instead of actually playing music. So, um, you know, so if you're, if you're not having, if you're not carrying this kind of emotion through with what you're doing and it's, and it seems kind of like either plastic or it seems like you're just playing the song and going through the motions, either way, that is, you know, that's the kind of gig no one's coming back to, right? And of course, it's also no way to play drums because if you're playing drums like that, you're probably not enjoying yourself anywhere near as much as you, you could be. So one of the primary factors of, of music that makes it so important is the emotional connection that we get from it right so we have to understand obviously two aspects uh well not obviously but it's, it's, they're actually not so obvious to a lot of people um but the two types of feeling right that are, are important so there's two types of feeling we're going for when we when we're playing a song one is the emotional type of feeling which is obviously coming you know coming through at the moment is what i'm talking about and that relates to getting a congruent connection to the feeling of the song. And then the other type of feeling is the dance, the feeling of the dance. So, you know, what's the pulse? Where is the pulse at? How do, if you were going to dance to this, how would you dance to it if you were alone in your bedroom? You know, like there's two types of terrible dancing, right? You get the people that dance like really over the top and they don't feel the groove at all and they're just really weird. You know, like what back in the top of the pop stage, you know, people swinging their arms and doing these big movements, but they're really not feeling the pulse at all. And that just looks awkward and weird. Right. There's no there's no dance connection. There's no rhythmic connection to the movement. And then the other side of it is someone who stands there and they awkwardly move their neck and just look around the room. You know, like, oh, my God, someone might see me moving. Um, and that for a stage performance isn't really too great either. Right. So. 
for other people to have permission to dance, we as performers have to give ourselves permission to dance. So you have to dance, uh, learn to dance to music by yourself to know what you would really move like on stage. So you've got to get like moving to the music, do you know what I mean? And feel how the dance wants you to move, like how, sorry, how the song makes you want to move, how it makes you want to dance. And then once you do that and you find the pulse through movement, you can then start to inject some of that into your, your playing on the drums, right? So, but just just the dance alone is not enough, right? We've got to have that emotional content. Otherwise, it's we're dancing congruently loud to the groove, but there's still no emotion on our face. There's still no conviction in that we're playing this song, you know, um, as compared to the previous song that was at the same tempo. What's the difference, right? What's the feeling? And how do you tap into that? So, you know, for this young man, it was a bit mysterious, this, this song that we were looking at, Come Together, it's you know i asked him is it a happy song is it a sad song like what emotion is it and he, and his response was he thought it was happy and i asked him why and he based it on the lyric come together right sounds very positive and i said well let's check that one out we did a bit of exploration and I, I i already knew obviously that it's not a happy tune it's it comes across emotionally through the through the guitar lines as a very um there's a there's a mysterious kind of like tension and like a kind of a kind of like a raw and a raw emotion kind of like beneath it all you can really feel that pulse that tension going on through the music all the time and there's those release sections when Ringo goes to the crash and he you know when he's going to come together but those first initial stages of the of the song where he's going shoot me you know like <laughs> anyway so yeah if you get the song if you really check out the lyrics this is what I'm going to go into in a minute suddenly you get a really interesting perspective on this song so well that's what we did I had, I had a chat with him and he was like um I said, you know, how do you figure out what the emotion of a song is all about? And his first answer was actually listen to the lyrics. And I was like, yeah, exactly. And also actually listen to every part of the song, listen to the guitar, the bass, everything, really pick it out, really try to feel what's going on. And I asked him, you know, how do you, where do you feel your feelings? Right. <laughs> Just to get very specific. And he was like, you know, in your heart and your gut. And I was like, so when you're listening to the song, you've got to really get into your heart. You've really got to get into your gut and, and listen to not only what the music is coming into your ears, but, you know, really hearing it from with your whole body, basically. Um, and I'm sure most of you guys out there listening right now get that and girls, but I just put it out there in case any of you haven't thought about that recently and you're being a little bit robotic about your listening. You know, if you want to reconnect with the music and really get deep and connects congruently with what you're playing coming into your heart and into your body and really feeling the music is it's obviously a very important part of it there's a lot of work that can be done um with congruency emotionally just by doing that alone but if you go ahead and start looking into the lyrics of songs and getting the depths of some kind of reasonable interpretation of what the song's about we can make a relationship between the lyrics and the actual tonality and the nature of the you know the the, the melodies of the song um, and the section changes and everything to create a map or a relationship between the two. Like, for example, my big brother once wrote a song called Running Out, which sounds really happy um, in terms of chords. They're mostly major chords in the song. But if you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are very dark. They're about a breakup that's and a relationship that's gone completely wrong and not being able to admit it to yourself. And if you understand that, you can pick up a, on the twinge of sadness in, in the um if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, you can pick up on the twinge of melancholy and sadness in, in the chords and in the way that it's played. But if you get capture the lyrics and put them with that, then suddenly it becomes very apparent that this song is about basically not willing to admit to yourself that it's you should walk away, that it's terrible and putting on a brave face, you know. So 
suddenly those chords not being congruent with the deeper, darker nature of the song makes sense because he's playing the part, he's playing, the chords are playing the part that he was playing in the relationship at the time. And they show a, you know, a deeper poetic feeling of, of, of suffering that comes from like, you know, not admitting to yourself that it's time to move on. So hence the song's called Running Out, right? So it's an, like an anti-love song. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we looked up these lyrics and this was really interesting. So you go and f we go um, looking up the lyrics, we start reading through it and it's really mysterious. You know, he's got, he got Juju Eyeball, he got Monkey Finger and all this stuff, right? And you're like, what the hell is all that about? And um, you can see there almost like, seem to be like in-jokes, some kind of mysterious kind of like poetry going on. But you can tell from, I could tell from, from obviously the feeling of the song that it was some kind of, you know, some kind of raw anger there. Um, something going on and you can see lyrically that it's not a positive explanation like the lyrics aren't exactly like a happy tune here we're talking about this isn't like um from a lyrical standpoint the little there are little subtle hints even when you first start looking at this thing that make it clear that you know essentially we're talking about a a song that is not a happy tune right <laughs> we're getting some hints here and there so as you go deeper into these lyrics um you know, you you get to you start to get a sense that um, something's off here. That this wasn't a, a happy tune. This was a struggle. This was some kind of problem the Beatles were experiencing or they're talking about. Um, but it's hard to tap into and understand what they mean when they say, "Here come old flat top and sorry flat top and you know, um, yeah, it's a bit very mysterious. So we, we I was like, look, let's have a little look at song meanings um dot com or whatever it is and we'll, we'll go and check out some different perspectives on what the lyrics actually meant and the first one we come across was an absolute cracker um and he nailed it i i knew it was right the moment i checked the meaning because it's it just matches the feeling of the song perfectly right so this guy's suggestion was that each each verse was dedicated to a beetle so the first verse being here come old flat top he come grooving up slowly he got juju eyeball he, he won holy roller he got hair down to his knee, got to be a joke, he just do what he please, right? So we're talking that one was supposed to be about Ringo. So they're talking about his silly hair and like his scraggly long hair that he used to have for, for one of the Beatles. He was the one of the messiest. He was he was the joker of the band. Then we've got he he wear no shoe shine, he got toe jam football, monkey finger, shoot Coca-Cola. So so this guy was um George, he was the football player of the band, right? He didn't like he didn't even like wearing shoes, you know. Um, and he says, he say, I know you, you know me. One thing I can tell you is you've got to be free. So he was like the guy that was really into all the meditation, you know, um, and he was always talking about that to the guys. Um, you know, you, verse three is, is obviously John. We've got, he got Ono sideboard, you know, Yoko Ono, the sideboard, <laughs> right? So it's just referring to being pulled out of the band by Ono, you know, all this stuff's being referred to, right? Does that make sense? So even Paul McCartney, you know, um, they talk about, you know, he say one and one and one is three got to be good looking. So, cause he's so hard to see, you know, and he's, he's a roller coaster. He's, you know, he's got early warning. This stuff is talking about muddy water, his love and passion for, for the blues, you know, that he was, um, often saying the band would be fine without him there. Um, and that he was, he was always considered the good looking guy of the band and kind of hard to crack onto his personality underneath that. Right. Um, so, you know, I thought that was a really, really cool way to understand the song better because now we suddenly see a picture of four guys in a band that are struggling to keep it together. They're fighting over all sorts of stuff. 
and that this song is all about saying you know you know are we going to keep this thing going do you know what i mean so you can see now why there's a raw kind of tension and a mystery in this song because it is about them like keeping their cards close to their chest about what they're really going through as a band and they're kind of saying it but without saying it too clearly that they're really struggling right that they're, they're having enough of each other um and they're trying to hold it together they're trying to keep the band together you know um so, you know, you may agree or disagree with that interpretation, but one thing's for sure, by understanding that, suddenly we can develop some integrity with the tune, you know, because we can start to feel like where that tension's really coming from in the music. And you can maybe start to think about times when you walked into a room, which is what I was suggesting to, to my students. Like, imagine that if you can remember a time when you walked in a room where an argument just happened, and it's that awkward feeling that you get as you walk into a room that, like, you're like, ooh, here we go, something's happened here. And that's kind of the feeling that I get from that song. It's like got that kind of edge of uh, an argument's just happened and it's a bit uncomfortable in the room. Do you know what I mean? There's some raw emotion about to be unleashed at any moment. And uh, it's funny, actually, because I was like, you know, I bet you I don't know the timeline of the Beatles because although I got I, I, I enjoy the Beatles, I never really got fully into the Beatles like a lot of people did. Um, so, you know, I was like interested to know when was it that the Beatles ended the band, when did they finally end versus when was the song written? I thought just to prove the theory, let's check it out. And as it happens, the Beatles broke up in 1970 and Come Together was written in 1969 in around June. So it wasn't too long later before the band broke up. So again, you know, it's in this instance, it's on the money, right? We know that this is very likely where the Beatles were coming from. We're not always going to get that right. But it certainly helps to do your research into lyrics, to look into it a little deeper, to get to know the songs properly, to get to know the melodies, so that you can find the true feeling with conviction of what the song's really about. Once we can get congruent about that and really feel it and connect it to experiences we've had in our own lives, now we can actually generate similar or equal or even stronger, you know, very strong emotions, maybe sometimes even stronger than those in the song, depending on how you relate to it. Um, to put a congruent performance behind this instead of it being one of those creepy like pretend shows i think we've always got to find a way to get congruency in our live shows if we or, and, and in our performances uh recorded in any form you know if we want to make our songs captivating because let's face it we all want to connect to human beings here nobody wants to connect to false emotions no if you watch an actor i was telling my student this as well i was like you know if you see bad acting it gives you the creeps right you see somebody trying to pretend to cry like Aah! and they can't quite squeeze it out because they're not feeling it and you're just like oh god guys turn this film off it's terrible right and it's no different to me musically when someone does that right and i'm sure you, you can agree with me when someone musically isn't congruent emotionally with what they're playing it's like watching a bad actor you know We've got, to, we've got to feel the part really in our gut, like really feel it. If we can do that, then we can generate a real emotion on camera as an actor. And now someone's got something to connect with. We want to watch that film. There's something real in front of us we can actually connect with. And it's the same with music, in my opinion. We've got to, we've got to be able to have something to connect with, like a, a real person behind that song generating real emotions that they actually feel and have felt so that we've got something to connect with that we felt, you know. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps you, you know, remember there's two types of feeling, emotional and dance. And if you want to get good at emotional, you want to tap into lyrics, you want to tap into all the sounds of the music, really start to pay attention to, 
you know, those details of what's going on. So you can start to get a map and a real picture and appreciation and empathy of what the song was intended to be saying and, and creating emotionally. And, uh, and the dance, you know, if you want to find out what the dance is, get in a room by yourself and turn the music up and just start moving. Start moving in time to the music until you find what feels natural to your body for that particular song. The more time you spend dancing, the more you're going to find out what the feel of that pulse actually is. You know, that's my opinion. You know, stop tapping your foot on the floor in the corner and actually have a go at really moving your body to a song and you will suddenly, your performance will be off the charts. The reason why, in my opinion, people like Dave Grohl, you know, and uh, John Bonham and, you know... Crikey, I could just name, you know, just about anyone out there that's been amazing. Buddy Rich, you know, uh, you know, name your drummer. Do you know what I mean? Like your favorite drummer that you've ever seen. And I guarantee you they have all the movement, all the dance and all the emotion in their, in their delivery. Right. And that's what gets us connected. That's what gets us unleashed emotionally, physically to, to appreciate the music and to connect to it. So if you can do the same thing as an artist, and find your dance, you find your emotional connection to the music, you can have an authentic experience of the song and also deliver an authentic experience for other people to experience, to, to appreciate and enjoy. So yeah, um, I hope you found some value in this one. I, it was a really, really strong one for me. I found it really exciting as a concept and I really enjoyed teaching it to my student and, and having a chat with him about this and helping him to find ways, new ways to unlock that and develop performance. That's just like full on, you know, you know, something that really lights the stage up because it's convicted. It's real. You know, we can tell that like that's performance. You shouldn't have to pretend to move like you're a rock star. You should be a freaking rock star. Do you know what I mean? Don't pretend like you're, you're, you're like, you you know, you're giving your heart and soul actually give your heart and soul play it with your heart you know play it with re real conviction and people can feel that you know you can vibrate the cells of the entire stadium with that kind of energy you know to be in to witness that is is um is a transformative experience and i've been grateful i can i'm grateful to say i have experienced that um on various occasions with some of the be best artists in my opinion that have ever walked the earth people like mike Patton and bands like tall being in the presence of bands like that live is something else you know, it's hard to describe. Um, you know, where does that come from? It's that unification of energy, isn't it? Of people all united in emotion and really being present with that and really moving together. So yeah, I hope that gets you on some level, gets you fired up, go and enjoy that. Um, if you're into these kinds of podcasts, you're really enjoying them, you know, anybody who's new to this podcast, just go over to infinitydrumming.com and you'll see a place where you can sign up for free uh, 20 minute lesson if you've never you know had one with me before so we can catch up get to know each other just head over there get yourself signed up and and we can do something you know uh that helps you specifically you know all these podcasts are always on things that come up on the day with students i'm dealing with or just things i'm inspired to talk about but whatever your problems are you're personally dealing with at the moment you may need some guidance and support i'm not doing this just to you know get a sale or get you you know, becoming a student, I like helping people. So just book something, come and meet me. I'm just grateful for you being here listening to my podcast. You know, I appreciate you, appreciate you taking the time to, to further your, your knowledge. Um, and I appreciate, uh, you know, the fact that you take the time to listen to this and, and that, you know, I hope you're getting a great value out of that. But if you'd like to get a little bit more help or there's a problem on your mind at the moment you want solved, just come and reach out, grab a 20 minute, let's hang out and get to know each other better. And let me serve you, help you. All right. Anyway, much love, guys. Thanks for listening.
enjoy and uh, keep playing and I'll see you guys tomorrow for another session.